Hi, welcome to Women in Consulting. I'm Janet, and in this podcast, I talk to amazing women who work in consulting around the world. We explore their consulting journey, the ups and downs, getting clarity, getting started, and getting clients. We delve deeper into the questions that women who want to work as a consultant are asking. And we're delighted to have you with us on this journey. Today, I am speaking with Palu Modi. Palu has 25 years of experience in international development with government, consulting firms, academia, and social enterprises. She focuses on longer term consultancies, working on strategy and business development. In our conversation, we hear how Palu relies on patience, optimism and confidence as a consultant and how she remains open to new opportunities using her skills across sectors for a truly interesting and fulfilling consulting life. Palu, welcome to uh, the Women in Consulting podcast. I am so delighted to get the chance to speak with you um, and excited to learn just more about your consulting journey. So maybe for uh, our audience, you could just tell us, first of all, about where you're sitting today in the world. Sure. Well, I'm based in the UK right now. Um, I have been for the last year. I think I, I was in America in March 2020 and since mm-hmm. then I've been here. Uh-huh. Oh, very good, very good. And, and, and enjoying life in the UK at the minute, I was going to well, say. To be honest, yeah. I don't know. I think like a lot of consultants probably getting quite itchy feet. Um, mm. They're not traveling. Yeah. I'm finding, I mean, it's great to be at home and have, you know, more of a balance of life and work but I really am missing traveling um I've been doing a site visit virtually to Cote d'Ivoire this week and last week I was in Romania and it's not quite the same yeah you miss that connection and you I just think all those kind of it's it's the in-between moments isn't it I think that um, especially with clients, you know, when you're on the way to a meeting or you're sort of on the way to do a workshop or something, you kind of have those conversations and that's where you find just out more about the project. and Absolutely. And understanding yeah. the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Yes, yeah, certainly. So um, I have worked in international development for 20 or something years Um quite some time. Um, So I started my development career, I suppose, at DFID, uh, was ODA at the time. Um, And I then, so I I started off in the evaluation department, then decided that I needed to be a little bit more hands-on, get some project management experience. So I worked for various management consulting organizations, started off at Crown Agents, a very large management consulting organization, very much in the governance, public sector reform, PFM, and starting to get into a bit of monitoring, evaluation, learning. I then, just because I've been there for 17 years, decided to have a change, and I moved to IMC Worldwide, and I set up the MEL team there. I was there for two and a half years, and then kind of was um, recruited to do pretty much my dream job at Social Development Direct. I was on the board uh, for a small social development consulting firm, 
looking at gender and inclusion and violence against women and girls. So, you know, that was very much my career was was full time. And, you know, at that point, then the world was changing in terms of consulting firms, in terms of the way DFID was funding. And a lot of us were very reliant on on the UK aid money. Um, mm. And that was really starting to change. And um, the organisation I was with, SD Direct, was just struggling a bit financially and, you know, made a decision to streamline. So three of us um, executive directors all left at that point. And then for me, it was that chance that if I was ever going to start consulting, that was Mm. the time that I was going to do it. So at that point um, in January 2019, I started consulting. Okay, so it wasn't necessarily, or was it by choice? Do you think, or was it? Was are you? Would you see it as a choice, or sort of just something that had to happen? I'm a great believer in fate. I feel mm. that things happen for a reason. So at the time, I was I was really upset, and you know I didn't know what to do because I'd always worked in a full time job. But once I started consulting. I mean, it was amazing. It's it's so different. I think the <laughs> yeah. diversity of work is something that is fantastic. Um, I mean, all jobs have some element of diversity, but just being a consultant, you're in charge of your your own life. Yeah, it, it has its ups and downs, but mm. while it wasn't a choice, it was definitely the right the right direction. Mm, that's really good to hear, actually, because that I think it can be quite it can be really scary. Um, for for people actually just kind of um coming out of a full-time job like that um and and going in going into consulting because it can seem quite uncertain um, absolutely did, did you feel that definitely i mean i think i was i've been very lucky um through most of my consulting journey um i had um a very lovely um professor working at the university of portsmouth who basically said, wow, Paloo's free. I'm going to snap her up and give her a bit of time. So she gave me kind of regular work, even though it was mm. sort of looking at a couple of days a week. It it was just something that gave me some stability, I suppose. And then I was lucky to get other pieces of work that fell within that. And actually, the University of Portsmouth were really accommodating while they wanted to grow their consulting um, mm. team and their their portfolio they adapted to what else I was doing so if I had other work they would let me reduce my time so that was really amazing oh brilliant so you had that sort of instant flexibility almost which is uh, but again with sort of a I guess a, a couple of days a week or a month that sort of managed to just provide you with the baseline that's great yeah mm. and how and so so that was that your first sort of consulting role and how you got into that one Yeah, so that was very much by knowing people, using my network. I'd worked with the University of Portsmouth a few years before then when I was at IMC. Um, Mm. And then somebody approached me about doing a maternity cover for ICAI, the Independent Commission for Aid Impact. And, you know, again, it fit my skills. Um, It was working back in government, which I hadn't done for very many years it had some of the male aspects and it was a leadership position. So something I was very nervous about and wondering about my 
uh, male skills, but actually it was great. Um, initially it was six months and ended up being eight months. So mm. I was doing that four days a week and, and the, working for the university one day a week. So that worked mm. really well. That sounds like a great, um, a great start. Actually, you got off to a really good start, but also because it's one of the questions that we get a lot in the women's consulting workshop is how do I start? Um, I don't even know where to start. How can I start? And that's, um, and I, I always say like, just start where you are at already, like start where you are. Um, because wherever you are, you have contacts in, in different organizations. And actually, um, it seems to be much, uh, easier uh for people to to reach out to their own networks and people that they already know um and and move forward that way and and that sounds like you've done exactly that which is really good yeah yeah absolutely i think you know networks are absolutely key you mm-hmm. don't know when you're going to you know when somebody's going to need some work and i think you know that's one of the absolutely essential parts of being a consultant is just keep talking to people keep your network moving and tell people that you're looking for work or that you're interested and you know things just seem to happen mm. um you know the that's a, first time, yeah no go ahead sorry, I was just going to say the first time I, I spoke with you and Helen it was yeah completely not really about work it was about getting to know each other a little bit mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. you know once you've got to know somebody it gives you the opportunity to think back to oh yes I know this person that might mm. be suitable yeah, no, it's right. And actually the communicating, the communicating that you're, that you're available is so key because actually people just, people, people don't know that you're, people don't know what you're doing and people, you know, and you don't know where they're at in their role. So just keeping that, those communication lines open and sending people a quick email or catching up for a coffee or whenever we're like, well, we're allowed to do that now. Woo. Um, but that actually that's really, that's really key isn't it? Um, Absolutely. Yeah, because and I think people often underestimate it. And and we were talking on, a, on another podcast um, with Judith and she was sharing how she spent a whole year just kind of doing uh, going for for larger bids um, where she had no she had no knowledge of the people that she was going to be working with. And she didn't get anything in her first year. Um, and then she 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 had a she had a word with somebody and I think they they said listen just start with where you're at and that's what she did and she and she just and off it went um, because people already knew her and um, and I think I just think it's such a uh, often overlooked overlooked strategy. Um, so what do you what would you say is the most important skill for a consultant in your experience? What what would that be? Um, So I would probably break this up into two parts. So in terms of being a consultant generally, I would say that you need to have patience. You know, you're not always going to have your week filled up. You need to just be patient and not think, okay, I've had two months of no work. I'm going to go back to being a full-time employee Mm -hmm. somewhere. So patience, um, optimism, I think that's really important um and confidence confidence in yourself confidence that things will work out so i think those are really important it's very easy to get disillusioned very quickly um and in in terms of actually doing the job one of the key skills of being a consultant i think is listening it's just mm. listening to your clients and really understanding them 
Yeah, that's really that's really important. Actually, that's something that we do hear a lot, and something I would totally agree with you. Um, definitely listening to really understand where they are coming from and what their needs are, and and sort of what the piece of work is really about. Can we go back to the confidence bit? Because I think that's a really interesting thing to delve into a wee bit. Um, and it would be good to know. So, what what do you do when you're not feeling confident? Uh, I think increasingly I'm trying to meditate and I'm trying Mm. to walk and I'm trying to breathe slowly you know some of those just techniques that everybody talks about but actually for me they really do work Um, but I think it's very easy to get disheartened when you're a consultant I mean last year I think this particularly in international development I feel like it was a very difficult year Um, I had some periods without work and we're starting to feel quite disillusioned. But I think keeping your confidence up, keep networking, and and people do come round, and people do, even if they've got a couple of days here or there, it all adds up, and it might lead to the next thing. I did Mm. some free webinars last year for Bond through an organisation, and, you know, it's, it's doing all sorts of different things to just keep yourself going, keep up your skills, keep up your confidence. Mm, that's really helpful because I think I think the confidence and the sort of self well the other side of it the self-doubt piece um especially if you're you know if you're in a place where you're not or you haven't been successful um it can really knock you um and so that's really that's really I mean I would agree I do a lot of walking as well <laughs> um and the meditation it's really it is it is really helpful um not brilliant at meditating but you know um no but it's, me neither not I don't think all. anybody actually one no. thing about me that I loved about um that somebody said that you should fully expect your mind to wander after well for me it's about three seconds because I literally yeah. can't sit still and um and actually that that the whole point of meditation is the bringing your mind back and I thought god I wish somebody had explained that to me earlier because I thought the whole point of it was to be sitting there for you know a minute sort of keeping your mind free but actually just understanding that you have to keep pulling your mind back is really was was a game changer yeah absolutely I completely Mm. agree Mm, I hadn't quite got that but that's great and then and and yeah you're right last year was a particularly difficult year actually um and what I mean was there anything different that you did last year than than previous years or how did you what what did you sort of what was your strategy Well, I mean, I have been really lucky in that rather than having lots of bits of short term work, I've tended to do more kind of longer term pieces of work, um, usually maternity covers. And Mm. I've really enjoyed that because not only has it given me stability, it's also given me the chance to really understand an organisation. But of course, last year was not a great year for for that or almost anything else you know a lot of projects were winding down or being repurposed towards covid etc particularly uk government work so mm-hmm. it was really hard to find work so i mean i think last year more than anything else i was just reaching out to different sources people that didn't work for uk government so you know europeans etc where they were being paid elsewhere um, you know, I think with some of that, you have to take a hit financially. I was getting much lower rates, but I was still working. I was still doing really interesting work. 
and also I was kept busy because to be honest for me if I'm not working I just mm. spend a lot more time thinking about things and the world always seems a bit harder um, so that was really important for me to keep working and as mm. I said also doing some of these webinars um, you know if you've got skills you might as well use that opportunity to share them with other people. Mm. Exactly. No, exactly. And what could we dig in a little bit to your, um, I guess, the difference between um, the longer term, your longer term consulting and the, the short term consulting? Because um, that's an interesting choice to make. Um, what uh, do you think has that sort of just happened accidentally or is that actually by choice? Is that intentional? I think it happened accidentally because I started off with this um, eight months position at ICAI yeah. and then I was approached by an American social enterprise um, to do a piece of work again it was another eight months piece of work um, based I mean their headquarters was in New York so gave me an opportunity to do a week a month in New York for eight months which was fantastic excellent. Uh, yeah absolutely excellent particularly around Christmas oh, um, lovely <laughs> but I think while it happened by accident it really suited me mm. and I think you know that so many people are so good at juggling lots of pieces of work but actually for me it worked really well to get into an organization and to really understand them and to feel that I would add value in that way um, because mm. I think my skills are probably better suited to the strategy side and helping with business development which is a, a longer term type of role than going in and doing a technical job for two weeks or one month or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's really good, actually, that you figured that out about yourself and how you like to work as well. And kind of then, so does that mean that then you go and look for pieces of work like that? You, do you purposefully look for longer term pieces of work? Yeah, so either I'm looking for longer term pieces of work or certain pieces of work which are on a regular basis. So x number of days a week or a month and I think that suits me better to have a, a bit of a combination of those I've just started working with a, a startup in environment environmental social governance and Ooh, so I'm I'm spending half a week doing that at the moment and I'm thinking about increasing it but again it, it's it's regular work and it gives me the opportunity to fully get involved in it Mm, which is great because it's another I guess it's another different um sort of tech sort of technical area as well which is really good because I think the, the 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 variety is incredible isn't it the type of work that you get to do yeah absolutely and I think that's the other thing as consultants is to be really open to opportunities because you know while you might be a consultant in public financial management or health or education if you've got certain skills, you can apply them in different areas. And I think you don't realize how much you can do until you start doing things. So mm. for me, I started um, on the ESG side with social skills and, you know, thinking about the impacts on communities, etc. And then you can gradually and organically move into other areas. So I really recommend consultants to use this opportunity of you know, the world's kind of your oyster because you're, you know, you're not confined in a in a full time job and therefore mm. you have the opportunities to grow and develop. Mm. And, the, and there are I mean, I do think there are so many opportunities um, out there and it's often just 
it's often just finding um finding them actually uh you know and and seeing if especially especially those longer sort of term positions um but like understanding where where you go to look for those where would you advise people or is that something that just comes through your network uh i would say that actually LinkedIn over the last year has really improved. I'm not a mm. premium LinkedIn user or anything. So just the, the LinkedIn searches actually are very good for both short-term pieces of work. I've noticed there are quite a few of those as well as the maternity cover jobs. As long as you're setting your filters right, there mm. are more recruitment firms that are looking at maternity covers these days. So, you know, that's that's another place to look. And of course, things like DevEx and some of the charity sites, you know, the charity recruitment, et cetera. <clears throat> Excuse me. Also, um, the bond network is is very good. And I think yes. that's another mm. one to use. Mm. That's really helpful. Thank you. That's really good. Um, and how and I mean, I guess that's a similar question is how you make sure your 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 pipeline is kind of bubbling um, like when if you were how soon, what, what, what kind of a lead time do you have? Um, so if you're coming to the end of your eight month piece of work, when would you start to look for for another piece? I'd almost say about halfway through, halfway mm. through to two thirds of the way through, I'd be looking for the next piece of work. But just, I, I suppose, in a way, constantly keeping your networks going. I, I know that sounds very exhausting because you're starting off a piece of work and it might be. I mean, generally, I've started pieces of work that are for six months and they tend to get extended or whatever. So in that sense, you wouldn't think you need to start looking that early, but I would say keep your networks going all the way through. Yeah, because also actually it's it often surprise. I mean, it shouldn't surprise me anymore, but it really does. Just how long it takes to sort of get that contracting bit done. Often that can take, um, uh, you know, a couple of weeks or even sometimes a month, um, even for short pieces of work. Uh, so yeah, you're always you're always better, I think, aren't you? Just to keep keep it sort of ticking away in the background. Hmm, Absolutely, and also people will be flexible if they put adverts out. They know hmm. that people can't necessarily start straight away, particularly if it's something like a maternity cover. I think if you're looking at the the shorter consulting pieces of work, the two weeks or a month. It might be slightly different, but certainly if you're doing a cover or you're doing an interim role, people can generally be quite flexible or mm. they'll say, well, could you start on a one or two days a week until you can do a little bit more? Mm, that's really helpful. And can you share some of um, or maybe pick a, a lesson or something that you have learned over? And it might be interesting, actually, from one of your longer term pieces of work um, that you could share with our listeners. Yeah, I think one that really was important for me was just making sure that, particularly if you're doing a longer term piece of work, that everybody that you're going to be closely working with understands your role and mm. your objectives and where you fit into an organisation. I started uh, one piece of work and I was working directly to the MD, but other people in the team weren't really sure about, you know, where I fit in or what I was doing. And so, you know, and also because other people were bypassed for this particular role. So 
it can cause a little bit of friction. So I would say mm. sit down with everybody and make sure that everybody understands the objectives of your particular role and what you're going to be doing. Because mm, you can't assume that the people inside the organisation have actually briefed anybody about who you are and what you're doing. Exactly. And mm. just because you're working to, you know, one person, that person might not have had the time to tell everybody else and the people mm. that are reporting to you exactly what your role is. Yeah, that's a really important point, actually, because I think on shorter pieces of work, you're there. So, you know, your, your, your role, I mean, in long term as well, you've got a, you know, it's a very specific role, but you're there. Uh, you're very much external. I think when you do shorter pieces of work, um, you're not so embedded in the organization. So although, although you then have, you have, you then have different issues. Um, but that particular issue of being kind of, you know, almost parachuted in, but you're there for longer. Um, you almost need to do sort of your own internal advocacy, don't you? Absolutely, you do. And you you forget that because you think, okay, the, the MD has picked me and he's happy with me and he's the person I report to, but actually it can cause quite a lot of friction and mm. and that takes a, a bit of time to sort out. It's kind of, you almost get involved in office politics yeah. sort of by, by not really meaning to. Yeah, that's really interesting. Actually, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that at all. But that's really helpful. Um, just to sort of so that you're you're aware of it so that you can I guess mitigate it um, that's really helpful thank you um, and what would your advice be to someone who is just starting out talk to as many of your friends and colleagues that are consulting as you can mm. that was really helpful for me I mean one particular person I sat down with and she just gave me the confidence to go into consulting. So I would mm. say, talk to people. Um, there are so many things to learn in terms of how to network. Um, there are things like the admin side, mm. whether you set up a company or not, thinking about tax, thinking about what you can get back in terms of finances, you know, uh, all of those things. So I think, you know, really talk to as many people as you can to try and understand different perspectives, then you'll be able to draw up your list of the advantages and disadvantages so you know not to make certain mistakes. Um, definitely network as much as you can, just keep networking. Um, LinkedIn is amazing these days. And, and also mm. you don't have to remember everybody's email addresses you don't have to write all these things down everything yeah. <laughs> is it's all stored there which is amazing um and just be confident be patient and be open as I say you know I've moved into some some really slightly different directions just by chance and it's been amazing because as I said before it's about moving organically and you've got certain skills that you can take somewhere else and then you can take those somewhere else and and you can really be on a journey and then along the way pick up all sorts of skills mm. oh I could not agree more because I think and I and I think that's the it's often this sort of yes I am a consultant like you claim that um role but actually the process of consulting is very much a process and a journey um that probably you never finish <laughs> I think you just I keep hope going. that's true yes I hope that's true <laughs> like I don't think you ever get I don't think you get to sort of you know you're a consultant for 10 years and then 
you've arrived. I think you just keep building on your experience because you can just always learn. There's always something to learn. Absolutely. And I feel that the moment I wake up and think today is just going to be like yesterday Hmm. is not going to be a good day. I love being challenged. I love that constant learning. And I think that's really important for me. Um, Hmm. And I think being a consultant gives you that opportunity to be constantly doing something different. Yeah, because you always have to. I mean, I think that's the thing, right? You always, no matter which piece of work I'm doing, there's always, um, it's always a stretch. Like there's always Mm. something that I um, either haven't done before in that particular way or in that particular context or in that, you know, there's always something new in it, um, which is great because you, I mean, you really do get to, um, to sort of try out your skills in different sort of in, in, in sort of sideways motion rather than just this vertical idea. But I really, and I really love that. I, I, I the, the learning is, is, is brilliant actually. Um, and then you just take it to your next, your next role. Definitely. Mm. Absolutely mm. agree. What, what's your, what's been your favorite piece of work so far? Do you have one? Um, I, I really enjoyed the time I spent in New York, actually, because it was such a different culture working in America. And as I said, I quite like the challenge. So that was really interesting. It was also a, a social enterprise. So again, slightly different for me. But culturally, mm. I think that was great. Um, mm. In what way? Tell me more about that. Well, I think work. I've always worked in the UK, but massively travelled. So I've been to 40-something countries or, mm. or so that I've worked in. But I'd never really worked in America. I'd only gone to our office in America in different jobs. But mm. I think they just somehow have a different culture of working and we were working with a lot of foundations and philanthropists so again it was a it was a kind of area and industry that I'd not really worked in so both the American side and the way of doing business was felt slightly different to me and you know and and also certain things like in the way that we would always write proposals they would always send out powerpoints and things so just it was there were so many things that were different and their approach to business development was different. Hmm. Well, that's really interesting. Can you share one thing that they did that was different in the business development world? I think they were much more sort of forthright and come hmm. straight to the point. I think we're very careful here to not be too out there when it comes to business development we're very careful that if you're doing business development you don't want to seem like a salesperson so Mm -hmm. you will introduce yourself and you'll you'll try and think of reasons to see that person some lessons from projects and uh, you know you're trying to find something that they would be interested in in America it's just okay so this is me this is what I do what have you got and mm-hmm. I found that quite different. Mm, yeah, there's much more sort of um, here's my here, here's how can we work together? Exactly. Mm, but very uh, straight about it. Yeah. Not to mention the being in America in New York, uh, just off Fifth Avenue around Christmas time, <laughs> which I have to say was totally. a bit of a bonus. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that would have been amazing. Actually. Yes, they yeah. do Christmas like nobody else. 
<laughs> what an experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Never oh, seen fabulous. anything like it. I bet, I bet. So, Valerie, where can people go to find out more about you? And we can put these in the show notes. In my LinkedIn profile. I think yeah, that's, that's the best place to get you. Yes. Great. Oh, that's fabulous. Well, look, it has been really splendid to uh, talk with you and uh, just understand a bit more about your your consulting journey. It's been I think it's been so interesting to hear about the longer term work. That's something we haven't discussed before. So that's been really interesting. Um, and your experience stateside. Also excellent to hear. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. It has been my pleasure. Lovely to speak to you, Janet. Thanks for joining me. I'll be back next time with another amazing woman who is carving out her very own path on this consulting journey.